On this episode of Ed Scoop's Cutting Edge Podcast from Scoop News Group, how a Florida community college is helping students get credentials they're close to qualifying for. This is Ed Scoop's Cutting Edge Podcast. Every other Tuesday, we dive deep with decision makers on what's next in higher education, IT, and online learning. I'm your host, Jake Williams. Hillsborough Community College in Florida is changing the way it ensures students get credentials for the credits they've earned. Instead of requiring students to manage the process of qualifying for a credential, the college is using business intelligence to identify students that are just a few credits shy, and then prompting them to enroll in courses to complete it. Paul Nagy is Hillsborough Community College's Vice President for Strategic Planning and Analysis. He tells me how this effort works and what it means for students. This is part one of our two-part talk. And I have to be quite grateful to the people that I work with at Hillsborough Community College. And we're proud of what we do here. And I can even uh, share that I'm uh, very much in tune with our president, Ken Atwater, regarding the relentless pursuit of increasing college completion. And what that means for social and economic mobility in this country. And when you think about who community colleges serve, and matter of fact, we are a minority, majority institution. We're very proud of both that privilege and that honor and that responsibility that we bear to do right by those students, to break cycles of poverty, increase that economic and social mobility. And so we view the underlying assumption of that is that we view college completion and those credentials as a ticket toward that increasing in uh, uh, mobility. And of course, the whole nation is struggling with uh, various think tanks have expressed the some college no degree phenomenon, because we probably produce more people with some college no degree than we do those with degrees. So that's how they get there. They come to college and they leave without a degree. And we are very relentless in trying to reverse that and get people completed. Those that have left us, those that are still with us. Uh, so we can in increase our, be economically competitive in this country because we know that uh, a lot of people, think tanks have established a degree of 60% educational attainment by the year 2025. Uh, here in Hillsborough County, we're about at 51%. And Hillsborough County, by the way, serves the Tampa Bay uh, area um, in Florida. And, uh, but we got a long ways to go by 2025. And that means we're gonna have to do things different and complete students different than the way we've done it in the past. We've got to find new innovative solutions because these students are accumulating college credit left and right. I mean, they are producing a mountain of credit and not getting a credential for it. And we want to reverse that. You're a VP for strategic planning and analysis. And I think what's interesting about a title like that is, is while there's so much, you know, that, that's baked into that, that phrase and that, that title, uh, it is not a technology specific title, yet technology has become so vital to how someone in your seat does their job. So tell me about how you're approaching technology. Tell me about how you're thinking about how you, you can use technology to make decisions, how you can use technology to solve some of the, the issues that you were just talking about. It, 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 my field has always been kissing cousins to IT. I'll say that anyway. Uh, but I think the, the aspect, the perspective that it overlays for me is that we're looking for solutions, solutions for the college, solutions for this country. And if technology is a part of that solution, we go where we need to go, technology or any other place. And so my attitude is 
you take the tools wherever they are and you apply them to that solution. It's the, it's the problem and the challenge that is driving the IT. And that's what leads us to use IT in ways that are not conventional because it's the solution oriented. It's not really looking at how can we make sure our ERP is running 24 seven. I don't care. That's somebody else's job. <laughs> but when it comes to getting people degrees and meeting labor market talent supply problems in this country, now that is my challenge. And if IT can be a solution in a new way to do that, I'll bring those resources to bear and we go to where we need to go for that. And let's talk a little bit about again in your in the in the the bio for the the person who who nominated you. Um, they, they they really explained the uh, the near grad and auto grad programs that you're working out specifically a chatbot that reaches out to those near grads uh, who stopped attending with with fewer than 15 credits away from a degree, um, and 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 really helped push them and, and nudge them toward finishing that degree and, and getting that certificate as you talked about earlier. So, so tell me about how you approach this challenge, how you said, okay, Hey, this chatbot might be a, a way to, to get started and, and maybe uh, tell us a little bit of some of the detail that might not have made it into that small little bio uh, and, and sort of all of those efforts cohesively, what, how, how they're working in Hillsborough. I'd be glad to. And, and I might mention uh, too, Jake, that, some of this, when we talk about our inspiration and motivation, gets back into your personal life. And I'm a second generation community college student, archetype. My mother was a single parent, struggling to make ends meet, had a couple kids. She had some college credentials, but she didn't have a degree. So she went to the nearest solution in her town in Eastern North Carolina on the coast where I came from and went to the community college because there was no university nearby. And she completed her work there, transferred to that university and eventually completed her bachelor's or master's or six year degree. And she actually became an IT director in the county school district on that coast where she lived. In other words, she went from being a single parent, hardly being able to make those ends meet to a well-qualified, well-paid professional giving back to the community and on the taxpayer role instead of receiving handouts and economic payback. And my sister and I followed the same suit. We went to the same college, community college, and transferred to the same university 90 miles away and also experienced the challenge, what we now call transfer shock. And I never forgot those lessons. And I've been trying to rectify those for now for the, about the last 38 years. <laughs> and so it gave me some insight in a personal level. And those problems have persisted for thousands and hundreds of thousands of transfers. And so we're seeking now to apply solutions to knock that out. And I think we've done some successful. So to get back to your question, one of those, in one of many ways, to tell you the truth, auto grad and what we call auto grad and near grad is just two of a, quite a number of toolboxes that we're trying to approach this problem from different perspectives. Uh, and, and to me, I don't, I'm not a psychologist and I don't get into the psyche that much, but it has a lot to do with intentionality and the intentionality that we can either bring to students or that they bring to the institution. And it's lacking. 
I mean, you and I know this. How many times did you change degrees or change majors? All of us can relate to that. But that leads to an inefficiency in getting to your degree and also leads to the problems of national problems of student debt. When we talk about the trillions of dollars of student debt, well, that's reflecting a, a bunch of populists that don't really know what they want to do. They just accumulate in debt, they're accumulating credits. And how does that translate to a college degree? Autograd takes, looks at that from that side. It takes that mass of accumulated credits. I mean, the students are just taking the courses, taking the courses, they're randomly walking through the curriculum. I'm not sure if they have a clue what they wanna do. And then they shift, but they are accumulating credits. And so Autograd in the program we run in our business intelligence system with uh, SAS, SAS uh, Visual Analytics, we, we program that here locally. SAS is a Lego set. You know, you, you build it, it you, you build it from your imagination. You got to have some technical skills, but that's that's the easy, that's actually the easy part. Though I don't, I don't downplay that. It's really the vision and the application. And so we take that credit accumulation and we match it against our 100, about 190 odd credentials that we offer at this college. This is a pretty good sized college. It has over, uh, right now, even with the pandemic decline, we have over 42,000 students. We take it, all that credit and that credit history from students, whether they're enrolled or former students, match it against those credentials and get those pings. Yep. They, they got the credit for that degree. They didn't know it because they didn't have the intentionality. But we match it not only as far as the courses they took to the credentials, we also match it against other things. Did they have the required GPA? Do they, did they get enough credits at this college that we could be entitled to award that degree? Or do they have financial holds? And we run all that through that program and for since we developed that in spring of 2011, we've added about a thousand additional completions every year to this college running that. And now the efficiency of adding a thousand, which sometimes is a, a, maybe 20% of our total completions, it takes two people, two people, one person to run our autograd program, and then we coordinate with our graduate office and they run it and we get that a thousand with two people every year and hardly anybody's lifting a finger and that's really leveraging that technology to get people credentials and the students know it we communicate to the students and hopefully that enables them to get good jobs so when they go to an employer and they're checking that job application they can now check not just some college no degree i now have a credential that's the difference there. So that, that's autograd. Um, we, and, and stop me please at any time, Jake, because I, I can be, what I have learned, it can be a content rich, <laughs> which I think is a euphemism for uh, a, maybe for a Southern manner of just talking a whole lot. Uh, 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 but- uh, No, no, anyway, keep going. <laughs> Yeah. So that that's that was autograd um, since we first brought it to the institution in 2011. Uh, then we realized after 10 years and over a 10 year span, we've added over 12,000 completions to this college through autograd. And, and um, but we saw that there was even better ways that we could improve autograd. So just in the last, I'd say the last 12 months or so, 
we went on a new venture to do Autograd 2.0. I didn't really know what it might do as far as productivity, but it was going to improve the process because uh, prior, we, we replicated our, our degree audit in SAS business intelligence. We didn't use our degree audit. The new autograd went straight to our degree audit that we currently have. And it, it did some other things. Well, it turned out that instead of adding maybe a more traditional 1,000 completions, just this past year, with the introduction of 2.0, we went to 2,903 completions. It blew me away. And um, so I never thought we would increase it that much. Now, if that will that level be sustained, I don't know, but that's a 22% increase in college completions from one year to the next. It's a 26% increase in our college completions since the onset of the pandemic, the COVID pandemic. While we've increased completions 26%, largely attributable, not entirely, but largely attributable to autograd, because I can say causation there. We've declined in enrollment 10% from over 47,000 students to 42,000 students. Now, I would like to know how many places can say that they have an inverse relationship between their enrollment and their completion. <laughs> <laughs> I, if anybody does that, please let me know. And maybe, maybe a lot of people are. I don't know. I haven't ever heard people talk about that much. But that's what's happening at this college. While that pandemic has hit us and everybody's giving you money to, to help the pandemic, we're actually increasing college completions while the pandemic has occurred. And so Autograd 2.0 has been very interesting. And as I say, it'll be interesting to see how, how it persists. Paul Nagy, Hillsborough Community College's Vice President for Strategic Planning and Analysis. Nagy is one of the winners of the 2022 EdScoop 50 Awards. You can read more about him and Hillsborough at edscoop.com and in links in today's show notes. On the next episode of Cutting Edge, you'll hear part two of my conversation with Paul Nagy. We'll talk about how the college is furthering the work of near grad into a program that automatically issues credentials when they've been earned without any prompting from the students. More on that then. The Cutting Edge Podcast is available at cuttingedgepodcast.com and everywhere you get your podcasts. This show is a product of Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. James Mahoney and Carlin Fisher help make it happen, and the entire team contributes. Until next time, I'm Jake Williams. Thanks for listening.